Hello, Ducks fans. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Quack Report, where we got popcorn. You got popcorn. I don't have popcorn. I got beer. Should have got. Eh, okay, that's okay. We got popcorn and beer. We're almost <laughs> as good as going to Honda Center to watch the game live, or your other favorite <laughs> arena. Except for free. <laughs> the only downside is you also don't get the popcorn and beer. You know what else is free though? What? Goals at the Honda Center. Yeah, but not for the Anaheim Ducks. You get a goal. Everybody gets a goal. Yeah, exactly. Thirteen goals against over the last two games for the Anaheim Ducks. It's not good. And three goals for the Anaheim Ducks over the last two games. Also, not good. A little bit later in the episode, we're going to talk. Uh, but the halfway point and how things are better, but not great. I think, and I mean, that conversation did include the Bruins game, but definitely just these two games, taking them kind of on their own, you can see that maybe things aren't actually better <laughs> in Anaheim for the Ducks. Yeah. Which you'll hear from me on the pre-recorded part, but I'll reiterate here. It's all right. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> I've just fully embraced, like a hundred percent embraced. Like, I'm, I'm not going to talk negative anymore about. Oh, actually, no. My my notes say otherwise. I was going to say I'm not going to talk negative about anything bad that we do. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll still pick at it. But um, it's it's all for it's all for the real Connor, Mister Bedard. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm going to go past the real Connor part, but yes. Connor for real. <laughs> uh, if anyone got, knows what that's a reference to, please. We got, way, we got way chiming in. At least the score was better than this game. It's true. 7 yeah. 1 to 6 2. Next game, 5 3, maybe. Yeah. Can we change our way, predictions? No, they're locked in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, way also uh, was in the chat for the watch along, watch the uh, watch party that we did for this Anaheim Edmonton game. So if uh, if you're watching live or if you're listening to this after the fact and you were in that watch party, though, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, yeah. Way had some good back to back comments here as well uh, from the watch along that I wanted to, uh, to to put in here because it just it per- per- yeah, perfectly encapsulates this entire game. Uh, he said, I just came back from something and, oh, God, the score, what? Unfortunately, this is nothing new. Yeah. And I think this was like, what, halfway through the second period he had commented this? Might have been early third. or might, might have been, Yeah, early third. Yeah, um, somewhere in there. But Yeah, that about sums it up. So, uh, yeah, 6-2 Edmonton over the Anaheim Ducks. Yep. That was a rough game to watch. Like, honestly, if we weren't doing the watch party... And like I normally try to keep those like keep those kind of games on because I have to talk about them. That's a mm-hmm. game I would have turned off, honestly. Yeah, that's what I, I didn't waste with my the Bruins one. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I didn't, can watch I didn't the even watch package I, later, but like yeah, it's like yeah. I, I watched the highlight package. I didn't even watch like that actual game. So mind mm-hmm. you, I I was busy with uh, with dinner, and then I went and played the cross that night. But um, yeah, kind of spared me, I guess, a little bit. So yeah. Uh, Ali says, uh, ditch the jerseys. Yes, for continuity's sake. For continuity's sake, yeah. Going into the, <laughs> the next one. But don't worry, I got popcorn, which I have to make disappear before the end of this because otherwise 
the continuity is broken. And I have well, beer that I need to uh, chug, chug. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you need to sober up so that here it, it makes sense timeline wise. It's only the second one. I'm fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you got you got to be like fully sober. Well, eh. I know I'm not supposed to eat on a podcast. It's like the golden rule, but it's popcorn. What are you gonna do? Yeah. How could you? How dare you? Yeah. This is a family-friendly show, and you're eating and, on the show. And just to be clear, I didn't just yank the popcorn away from my girlfriend. I was <laughs> eating it, and she was like, would you just like your own? And I was like, well, you can make yourself another one, and I could take this one, because it's like it was mostly gone. And she was like, okay. All right. So, so we cut a deal. It's okay. I, I didn't just yank it. Okay, so okay. I'm, after this, I'm having pizza and popcorn. My girlfriend's yeah. going to think I'm high. <laughs> No, I'm just hungry. We're talking about food on the live stream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happens. It's late. We missed yeah. dinner. So, uh, Lucas says, can't get upset anymore about this game. Uh, felt like Boston rolled through again. Yeah, but it's not Boston. The Oilers aren't as good. They're still good. Don't get me wrong. But they're like second wild and card spot. And, and, and they're like slightly more enjoyable than Boston. Agree or disagree? <laughs> I don't even like Boston, and I got to disagree with that one. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. The Elmark uh, uh, and Swayman alone make it for me. Those two tendies. That's fair. There. So they're, they're nice. Both together and separate. They're 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 fun to watch. Yeah. And pasta knock. Love me some pasta. Yeah. That's yeah. That's true too. So basically, everybody but Marshand. Yeah, pretty much. I can watch Marchand off ice stuff. Yeah. So, what about Team Canada Marchand? I have all the time in the world for Team Canada Marchand. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ali also says, if we get Bedard Carter, you should change your at to Carter uh, Pods ninety eight. Why? I wasn't born in nineteen ninety eight. Connor Bedard's not going to change that. Potard. Potard. Carter. That's what you got to change it to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ali asks, and we can both answer this one, I suppose. Right. What do you add to your popcorn? Because garlic salt and Parmesan cheese is the best to add, plus jalapenos. Oh boy, Ooh. that's a whole meal that's in itself. Hefty. Put hefty. chicken. You can put chicken on there too, and then you got all the food groups. Maybe chicken and popcorn. I'm drawing a I'd, line there. I, yeah, no, I'm I don't just, know. It's, it sounds odd. Make it it's something, I would, go for. something I would go for, but it doesn't seem appealing at first. If it was put in front of me, I'm going to eat it, but. Would actually yeah, question? Enough. Would you have a turkey breast or sorry, chicken breast with corn on the cob? Yeah. So then, why would you draw the line at chicken and popcorn? Same stuff. The, the popcorn's done differently. Fair. Okay. So. Um. But yeah, I, I like to add a dill pickle to mine. I actually have this really good um, just like a dill pickle dill pickle on it, it, it it's like a no, <laughs> like the dill pickle <laughs> i've got like a like a garlic dill seasoning from uh it's this local place in bc and i can't remember the name of it otherwise i would shout them out because it's phenomenal mm. um but garlic dill seasoning um plus a little butter that's usually what i yeah. do so uh butter and seasoning salt is my go-to has to be seasoning. Oh, salt. seasoning salt. It can't, oh. it, can't just, it can't just be salt. Seasoning I do, salt. I do love a good seasoning salt as well. Yep. Yeah. Or um, there's this uh, Cajun spice called Slap Your Mama. 
Oh yeah, just do, do a little bit of that if you want, just like a slight bit of kick. Yeah. So, then it then it doesn't make it mushy like jalapenos. So. Yeah. Exactly. So, but I like I keep my like normal popcorn just pretty plain. Um, if we're talking like kernels or something like that, though, cheesy dill is always good or Chicago mix. Oh yeah, Chicago so, mix is a classic. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just add it to popcorn though. Like it's got to no. it's got to be like made that way. So. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Ellie says the sports bar I go to is Boston Sports, so I'll be watching the Bruins win the cup there most likely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lucas saying, "Not going to say I have a Marchi sweater." <laughs> uh, actually, with Ali saying, "Okay, so this is going to be an episode of Carter trivia." Apparently, okay. um, Carter, the last team to win the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup. Don't look at the comments; just in okay. case somebody puts it there. Okay. Um, I'm guessing because we were talking Boston. Was it Boston? No, it was not Boston. Okay. Um, was it? You're, clo- uh, you're, you're close in terms of years, though. Okay. I'll give you that. Um, okay. Was it New Jersey? No. The early 2000s. No. Okay. I'll get. I'll take one more guess here. Um. I guess um, I'll say Chicago. What year? Well, I was going Chicago because I was like, well, there's three years, so I don't really have to pick a year. Uh, 2010? Or, yeah, 2010. 2013, the lockout uh, shortened season. So that team went on gotcha. a roll, won the President's Trophy, and won the Stanley Cup. But it's been a while since the President's Trophy team has won the Stanley Cup, and it was it has, quite yeah. a while before that even as well. Yeah. Ali says, you guys talked about this in an episode last season. And Carter still hasn't learned. That's why I got to no. quiz him every, each season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Until uh, it changes. Oh, all right. Uh, but no, the 97 in my um, handle is not for McDavid's because no. the year we're, I was we're born, both, it just, Yeah, we're both born 97. Yeah, it just happens to be the same year. So Ali yeah. says, maybe add some beef jerky. Ooh. Teriyaki yeah. beef jerky in particular. All right. Okay. I guess End we of the game. talk about this game. Yeah. yeah. That was a really quick start for Edmonton. Um, is there slower than a snail? Because that's what the Anaheim Ducks were coming out of this game. Like coming yeah, into this they were, game. They were not ready. There was nothing all. there. Nothing there at all. Um, two goals for the Oilers in under the first five minutes. Um, oh, yeah. I think the only positives I have here are the two goals. Honestly, I got the two Anaheim ones. Yeah, uh, Carrick pushing towards the net. You know, just actually stick on the ice and yeah, actually getting in front there and gets a goal there. And I'd love to see more of that, not just from him, but from the bottom six in general. Just plant yourself. Like we've got a big bottom six. Just plant yourself, stick on the ice, and be ready. We have six. Bottom four, top four. Well, Fuck, throw in the goaltenders at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's we've got guys that can pass and we've got big bodies. Like, I don't know why we're not yeah. trying to score more goals that way. So, uh, and Simon Benoit's blast at the start of the third period there, which is funny if uh, you go back and rewatch the uh, the watch party there. So I'm like, oh yeah, it's a little bit late for a you know like a shake up uh, on the team, right? Because it was. <laughs> Four one five one at that five point. one at that point. I think five yeah. one. Uh, I was like, oh, it's a little bit like it's it's a little late for a shakeup. Like, 
the Eakins should have pulled Gibson after the first period. And then right as I'm saying that Benoit scores. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it might have even been 6-1 because I think it was 6-1 at one point. And so that might have been. Uh, yeah, six, yeah, that was 6-1 heading into uh, into the third period there. Yeah, Benoit was the only goal 48 seconds into the third there. So. Okay, yeah. But, um, I don't Not know. From Leeson and Comtois. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, what, else do you, what, what else do you have in this uh, card before I talk a little bit more? Actually, this was something that I just clued into now. That was a good night for Max Comtois with assists number one and two on the season. So assisting on both goals. There. Took him so, that long for an assist? Apparently. He was out for a while, though, was he not? I think so. Yeah, he was. Yeah, oh, but, but still I'm just surprised games, that he hasn't yeah. had an assist yet. Yeah, 30 games, five goals. goals, no assists. So yeah, now that he's got 31, five Damn. goals to assist. All so, right. Yeah. Um, so, good for him, I guess, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, Way says, "I'm. I guess I'm glad they managed to keep Oilers from scoring more in the third. Yeah, that, I think that's a credit it. more to Stellars than anything because the yeah, shots Stel- were the same and the, the defensive coverage was the same too. So yeah, yeah it was non-existent. If uh, less, because well, I think Stellars had three breakaways down on him and he stopped two of them, and the other one went wide. Something like that. Yeah. Um, if you want an idea of just how shots were in general." Uh, Sam Carrick led the team in expected goal percentage tonight. Ooh. <laughs> what did, more needs and, to be said? <laughs> and, and he did have a goal, but you know what? What more needs to be said? But I'm going to elaborate on it anyway. Oh, yeah. Of course. The expected goal percentage from Sam Carrick, team leading Sam Carrick, 44.15%. Oh. <laughs> oh. And just to give you a reference... Carter, you'll enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. Being the Oilers schmuck that you are. Cody Cece was last in goals expected percentage for the Oilers at 53.7. Oh, boy. The Oilers' worst was better than our best in terms of expected goals tonight. Or expected goal percentage, sorry. Yeah. Which is brought down by just probably an abysmal expected goals against for everybody. All around, but yeah, uh, Jack Campbell didn't have to do a whole heck of a lot, like nothing too strenuous. Negative point three five goal save above expected, and uh, over shot. Yeah, twenty twenty one three five. Oh, so kind of right where you should be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, twenty one saves on twenty three shots for a nine thirteen save percentage. Like it wasn't a busy night for Jack Campbell. However, mm-hmm. at the end, at the other end of the ice. Anthony Stellars, 16 saves, and he only played the third period, and he had 16 shots against. Yeah. And 16 saves. That's what um, I love about Stellars when he comes in, in relief, is he just puts up, like, a third period shutout. Or, like, maybe yeah. he'll let in a goal that he had absolutely no chance on, but generally he's, like, just so solid. You yeah, know what I want to see? It, I want to see John Gibson play 82 ga- start 82 games a season, but hear me out. He only plays the first two periods. <laughs> and then Stellars goes in for the third. Oh, it's still too much for John Gibson to be playing. John Gibson didn't need to start this game either. He yeah. didn't. He didn't. We had, no. we had this conversation a couple episodes ago. And we're going to keep having it until Dallas Eakins is out of here. Um, John Gibson, on the other hand, he had a rough night and it was rough right out of the gates. And this is, I don't know, watching it, it it's a bit on 
majority on the team in front of him, but I'm going to put it, it was a, it was another rough Gibson game. Again, he mm. shouldn't have been starting this one. Start solely. Give the yeah. guy a break, please. Um, Gibson ended the night two periods with a 0.838 save percentage and a negative 2.36 uh, goal save above expected. Hmm. That was just two periods of work. Yeah. Was not a great night. And uh, uh, Lucas agrees with you here, and here on uh, Gibson. No, he doesn't. Serious abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Gibson. He... Like, I get it that the guy's a contender and he wants to play in that kind of thing, but there's got to be a point as well where, like, you got to go, I'm not dealing with this shit. Yeah. And, like, right. I don't care how much you're making compared to the other guy. Like, yeah. we, we, we need to play this way if we're going to, you know, have a chance at taking something from this season. Uh, you want to know how rough it was for the goaltending tonight? Yep. Hit me. So, the Ducks had eight high-danger chances for on okay. Jack Campbell. The Ducks allowed on John Gibson and Anthony Solars a combined total of 24. Oh, boy. 24. Mm-hmm. What was the Bruins one? I know that we're going to say it again later, but just for my... So, I, think no, was, I'm, I think it was 14. 14, yeah. And so just for Stellars alone was seven <laughs> high-danger chances. Yeah. So, so yes, John Gibson was bad, but when you're left out to dry like that, it's honestly impressive that Stellar stopped all that. seven and that Gibson then stopped. Quick maths. He would have 16, 17 left over, and he stopped yeah. 12 of them. I mean, what, so when you put it that way, you stopped 12 high danger chances against. Yeah. Just, or six. No, sorry. Allowed six. So 11. Well, you stopped oh, 11 and then allowed. Here, hold on a second. Where's uh, six? Because I, I know money puck number, number numbers will be slightly different. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's saying for John Gibson that he allowed two high danger, two medium, and two low danger goals. Okay. Gotcha. And had four rebound shots against. Okay. Or is expected to only be 2.4. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's not guaranteed that all of the goals were high danger chances. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so I guess in that way, John Gibson stopped 15 of 17 high danger chances. So I, I don't even care about the low danger ones he let in. Like if you're letting in 15 or if you're stopping 15 high danger chances, then. If if you give up some stinkers, then like fucking obviously you're going to be exhausted. Yeah. So, um, the Ducks put up 16 blocks, which isn't bad, but considering that the Oilers got a f- 53 shots, yeah, I would expect a little bit more. Yeah. We're, we're like, those are actual yeah. shot on net, like shots on net. Yeah, we're we're kind of saying the same stuff about this one as we are about the, the Bruins ones. It's like. Yeah. So there was just no... We, we had two days off, we had, so presumably two practices, and maybe a skate this morning. So two to three practices to work on things after the Bruins one, and evidently we worked on none of them. Are you surprised? 
well, no, but like we're, we're past then, the halfway what are, what point are we of the season. Then what is the coaching staff doing? Getting paid a million plus bucks to have their thumb up their ass. Is, is it just <laughs> shinny every day? You're just gonna like no, because that's actually passes? Pra- like, that's actually no shinny's yeah. actually practical. You can actually learn and improve through do, through through shinny even. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. So I don't know. I, I um, don't know. We've uh, I'm gonna come back to one of Lucas's comments here, but we've got Kevin saying, "Didn't know if you guys caught me at the end there, but I said I was glad I yeah, did my catch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he didn't have to watch that. Yep. Um, <laughs> Lucas saying again, look at all the shots, can't see the crease again. Yep. Yeah, he's and, not wrong. I just uh, pulled it up there on Money Puck, and yeah, you you can't see the uh, specifically the top left corner of the crease. You can't see it. Oh yeah, not surprised. So, Kevin also saying, uh, holy shit, almost an average of a shot on goal per minute. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not far from that. Uh, the other one I wanted to sit, bring up from Lucas, and this is kind of transitioning into more of a positive. Hey, only three penalties. Yeah. There you go. That's not bad. Um, we also went two for three on the penalty kill. So, a- against the top power play in the league. In the league. So, yeah. that's some, there's something to be said about that as well. Um, just unfortunately, they got us. They being the others. I'm trying to talk about it from the Ducks' perspective. So, yeah. If anyone's confused <laughs> who I'm talking about, generally I'll be talking about the Ducks on this part. Um, yeah. Like the Oilers just got us a five on five. Yeah, exactly. Really. But so, yeah, can't be mad about the special or the penalty kill. 0 for 3 on the power play. You'd like to see more from something that. there, especially considering it was against, like, it was against Jack Campbell, who went into this game. With an 877 save percentage, a 366 goals against, and a negative 12.5 goal save above expected on the season mm. in 19 games. Like just on the goalie alone, you would hope that something would get in on the yeah. power play. Mm-hmm. Because the Oilers are similar to the Ducks. I'll say similar, not the same, because mm-hmm. they're slightly better, but they suck defensively too. Yeah. And penalty kill hasn't been great either. Yeah. yeah. The, the penalty kill is going into tonight's game was only three spots three yeah, three spots better than Anaheim's. Yeah. Anaheim went into this game 30th uh in penalty kill, 71.4%. Edmonton went into this 27th at 72.7. Yeah. So a percentage point 3 better. That's it. Mm. Uh Kevin also says and Kevin just right off the bat here I'm going to say when yeah. the rest of the episode drops uh, in the morning on whatever platform you usually listen to it on, uh, we are going to talk about this in our midseason report. But Kevin says, PK has looked most improved from the team as of late. Yeah, you are 100% very right. Much. We, very much. At, at the very least, we figured out our penalty kill. So for now, <laughs> and seemingly, even though in these games against the Bruins and the Oilers were absolute, absolutely horrendous, it wasn't because of the penalty kill. No. So there is that, at least. Yeah. And um, which is good because if it was bad, it would probably be like 10 1 loss to the Bruins, 9 2 loss to the Oilers. Like it could be a lot worse. So, mm-hmm. uh, what else did I have here? Uh, I love that my second period, like I, I divided my notes up by period and then like tried to put it all together. I love that yep. my second period uh, note is just same as first period bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Okay, for two. the third period, same as second period, also bullshit. <laughs> uh, no, I, I said I put a little late for change up, but uh, oh, that one walk blast. Uh, the last two things I have here in the third period specifically are Kevin Shattenkirk related. Oh yeah, go figure. Hit me with that uh, Kevin Shattenkirk slander. Glad I have nothing gonna, bad to say okay, about I'm John go, Klingberg. I'm gonna go later. The usual, so. I'm gonna go later into the game. Okay, and then go backwards. Okay, uh, specifically just. What a miss on the breakaway by Shattenkirk there. Oof. You get a breakaway, you got to at least hit the goalie. Even if you put it right in the crest, yeah. it's better than just going watching the, into outer space, yeah. sending watching, a puck into orbit. Like Watching Christ. the replay, I think Campbell just got the tip of his glove on it. Uh, potentially, yeah. But, but. It, I don't think it was enough that it, like, tipped it over the net. It just it wasn't was happening. To the point where it was probably going high anyways. Yeah. yeah. Now, the last thing, and... I, I like as it was happening. I brought it up on the broadcast, and I, I think you started to see what I've been talking about the few times that I've brought it up. Yeah. So the Sh- the Shattenkirk cross check that wasn't needed. That was a bad penalty to take with what two oh seven left in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, Zegris didn't get called for anything, nor did anybody else. But like Zegris causing shit at the end there as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's not needed. That's what I'm talking about when they're, you know, getting into fights and whatever at the end of the game. You just look like sore losers. You yeah, did this they, to yourself. Fucking take it. Yeah. I, I do have an issue with tonight for sure. The other ones, yeah, like the other cases where it's happened, it's been like, it hasn't like seemed to be the result of like being a sore loser. It's been like, okay, there was a net front battle and there was some pushing and shoving and the Ducks are like, we're not going, we're not just going to skate away because, oh well, the game's over. Like, we're, we're still not going to be pushed around. Whereas this one was like, I'm trying to think of a way to word it without sounding like biased towards the Oilers, but I don't think yeah. that's really going to happen. No, I, so, I, I, but get, like, I, I get it. Yeah, but like, th- this was kind of initiated more so by Shattenkirk where he took the penalty and then he Flip the pocket, yeah, and Mark, who he just cross checked, and then yeah, which uh, I don't think that was intentional, but I did kind of laugh at it and went, yeah, Shattenkirk, you're you're not that guy, (laughs) yeah, but yeah, and then like the extra shot from Zegris, I would, and like I I don't have like it's not like it was against McDavid or Dryside, like it was against fourth liners, so like I I don't really care, yeah, like as if it was those guys, but it's but in that way, it comes across as like being sore losers because it's like okay you're going on the penalty kill and now you're just like trying to stir up shit and like the game's over like who gives a shit kind of thing it's, yeah but it's, it's not it's not needed at that point it, it's not like initiated by the other team if it was say um darnell nurse it had taken the cross-checking penalty and then kind of tossed the puck in the direction of say uh sam carrick yeah. um who, who he had just cross-checked and then a scrum ensued that way and fight broke out, then I wouldn't have an issue with it because it's the Oilers initiating that. Yeah. So obviously the Ducks are going to stand up and say, we're not just here to get pushed around. That, and that's what it's been previously for me, but tonight I, I see more so the point you're trying to make. And yeah, agree with you. Just, I, I actually agree with you. So it, It's it's not needed. It just, it, it makes you, it, it makes you look like a baby. Yeah. Right? And, and, and that's Lucas, something, there, there's still two more games against the Oilers. And they're going to remember that, and they're going to call yeah. you out for it, right? Especially yeah. when it's April, they're looking like they're going to make the postseason, mm-hmm. and they're laughing at you. Yeah, because you're still with Dallas Eakins, who the others know what that's about too. Yeah, right? uh, 
Lucas says here as well, frustration there, boys. Uh, yeah. He came out of nowhere. Yeah, it, and it, that is really what it is. Yeah, there, there's better yeah. ways to take out your frustration. It's called go and play hockey. <laughs> go and score a goal. Yeah. Like you didn't do You're that Michigan. for 55 minutes of the game. You played yeah. hockey for five minutes in that game. Yeah. Um, I do have some other comments and then we uh, yeah. take a little break here. I, I think I got, I don't, I don't think I have anything else actually. So it's whatever you're, Whatever you okay. want to talk about now. Cool. Uh, Kevin says, boys lack patience, love the drive, but they need to realize their time is not here yet. Keyword there, yet. Um, yeah. Lucas also saying, first period, we suck. Second period, we suck again. <laughs> Third, we suck some more. End notes. <laughs> yep, pretty much. And um, I like this one from Kevin. Uh, hopefully Z took some notes from McJesus the way he danced around him like a roasted Hawaiian pig. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great That's description. Good. Yeah, dude, that, that was a great move, I got to say. Uh, but at yeah. the same time, someone's got to step up. I'm like, David, please, please, somebody do it. Yeah, there's no time. All of a sudden, he's like no. behind the goal line, and then all of a sudden, he's in front of the net, and all of a sudden, there's a goal. So Yeah. Um, Lucas says, the worst was the waste of power play. Even the crowd turned on him. Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, when, it, when the so game frustration ended, from the fans, too. So Yeah. When the game ended, I like, just initially saw people stand up and clap, and I was like, Oh no, they're getting a Bronx cheer. No, no, no. It was a section full of Oilers fans. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, it's not that bad, but it it, it, it would have probably still close. been deserved. Yeah. We're probably yeah. close to that point. So yeah. Well, I think we're at the point of the post-game show here where if you are listening to this after the fact, in other words, not live, uh, then We'll take a quick break and you'll get the rest of the show. If you're tuning into us live, we will have just a little bit more discussion on the other side, but we'll take a short break for our friends over at DraftKings. And no matter which version of this you're watching, see you guys in just a minute. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and our go to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. All you have to do is place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, don't sweat it. You'll get a free bet backup up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, welcome back. We are going to talk about the Ducks and Bruins game now. Yeah, actually, no, no, we're not. We got to ask Edmonton Anaheim. We're just we're just skipping over the Boston game. Fuck, what's there to say? <laughs> we we got absolutely torched seven <laughs> one. David Pasternak scored a hat trick. Okay, what does it to say about the Ducks? <laughs> uh, you know what? I got stuff about the Ducks. Okay. If you really want stuff about the Ducks. I got. Stuff I would prefer about the stuff Ducks. about the Ducks. Okay. No three in a row is happening versus Boston. Yeah, no. That's... And you know what? If I'm anyone, okay th- with... if anyone thought that, like, 
You're you're kidding yourself. But. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Now keep losing. I never thought I'd say this, just about <laughs> d- just to anybody, but for this season in particular, for the Anaheim Ducks, what's been the common? What's been a, what's been a common theme throughout the year? Sucking, sucking for, for Bedard. Yep, exactly. Does does he have like a cool hashtag? Because there was um, like there's like like each like each Bedard. one tank. No, um, it's like they, they usually rhyme. I forget what Shane writes was. Suck hard for Bedard. That's what it is. That's what it is. Right? Yeah. 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 So let's. What, keep what was Shane writing? Hard for Bedard. Uh, I don't think there was one for him exactly. Oh, really? I thought there was. It's like something for Shane, because it's easier to to rhyme with. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. Flight for right. I I, I got no idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Keep losing, please. No yeah. more of this. Oh yeah, we'll get a couple points up. And again, we are in the point now where uh, we're of the show. We're recording before the game versus Edmonton, so we don't know how that one's going to go. Um, I'm just pulling up where this the standings look like currently. I know we're sitting in thirty. If yeah, we're not quite um, the worst, but we're... yeah, sitting thirtieth, twenty eight points. Uh, Chicago's at twenty. Four. Sorry, did I say 38 points? I meant 28 points. Um, no, you said 28. I said 28? Okay. Yep. Uh, Chicago's got 24 points. We are th- two games in hand on Chicago, but considering mm-hmm. how Chicago has also played as of late, uh, or really just this entire season, there's no guarantee that Chicago wins those games either. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, at the at the moment, Chicago is three seven and zero in their last ten, uh, compared to Anaheim. Pre Edmonton is four five and one. Um, four five four. Wow, four in the last ten. That's yeah that more than I thought. And so I did do a double check uh, on the Anaheim Ducks and their regulation wins because I still have a sticky note right here mm-hmm. uh, of regulation and overall wins. So the team is getting close to the overall wins not being the worst in, uh, oh, I think did we say post uh, lockout like post era? lockout era? Yeah, yeah. But Sorry, I bet Captain they are Murda. in regulation because um, what do we have three? Uh, we have four currently. Four? Okay. Yeah. Because um, there was New York, Carolina, um, Dallas, and Edmonton. Edmonton. I couldn't remember what yeah. that one was. So yeah. Yeah, so Edmonton round one because we don't know what round yeah. two looks like. So, so you're listening to this part on Thursday. So if you watched our watch along on uh, Wednesday, I probably talked about that point that one of four regulation wins for the Ducks have come against the Edmonton Oilers. Um, but uh, yeah, so twelve wins on the season, so we're only five away from overall wins. But uh, yeah, four regulation wins uh, at this point at game. 41 exactly halfway through the season so Mm -hmm. on this pace we are set to beat the regulation wins record by three games (laughs) 11 is like the lowest yeah 11 is the lowest by the 13 14 uh buffalo sabers right it's coming it's coming back to me now yeah so uh very rough yeah um the henrik mctavish terry line was better in this game Mm-hmm. Overall, um, they didn't put up anything on the board, but the line was hungry around the net. Uh, they led uh, in all situations for Ducks uh, lines. 
70.27 uh, expected goal percentage, which is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, the Zegras Strom Terry line got the one goal and had one against. So, you know, falls in line with what we were talking. Was that last episode? I'm getting these yeah, mixed it up. Was, now. It was last episode. Um, but uh, they did only have four shot attempts in their seven minutes and 44 seconds as a line, which led the team for five on five forward lines for yeah. time. Makes, makes sense. So, and yeah. so, sorry, this yeah. is also Terry played with Henrik McTavish and with Zegris Strom. Like for a significant uh, chunk of time in this oh, one. Oh, sorry, that's supposed, that's supposed to be yeah, Vitrano. That's supposed to be Vitrano. Okay, yeah. okay, my bad. Okay, it's all good. I just yeah wanted yeah. to clarify. And um, it's, I, it's it's not even like you can say like because there wasn't a whole lot of penalties. There's three to either side. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Right. So, so yeah, to for your top five on five line to only have seven like under eight minutes. It's really odd. Um, yeah. Um, I actually some, just did that similar I'm, I'm missing from the game, but in this. Uh, Similar um, chat, I guess. And this is a comment on our YouTube channel from Brandon Gable uh, six days ago. And I I just hadn't looked at our YouTube comments before the last episode. Um, But he had, so he had actually made this comment before we even talked about kind of all this stuff anyways. Um, So it's kind of funny. He was sort of ahead of the game (laughs) on us there. But uh, yeah, he commented on this on our um, season four, episode 28 podcast uh, and he says McTavish is better suited for first line center over Zegris. Zegris seemed to get more chances while with Strom and Vitrano assuming because they'll uh, they're good give and go players and four checkers I'd love for these two lines to stick um, and then I, I just thought it was funny that he kind of talked about that before we had um, yeah so, really I'm, it, so I'm going to modify what I said from the last episode yeah and go similar to Brandon you said Brandon yeah yeah uh, I'm okay with these two lines sticking together for the rest of this season. Because like I said, both are both of these lines are defensively liable. Mm-hmm. Um and not as offensively driven. Yeah. So for this season and wanting to like wanting but not wanting to lose, uh, to give ourselves the best chance, I'm okay with it for this season. After this season, yeah. though, it it's Unless something changes on both lines throughout this season, it's not what you should be starting game one of next year with. Oh, yeah. we are at the halfway point. Better there, yeah. Yeah, and we we are at the halfway point of this season. So I am going to start talking about next season. Just just, let's get it over with. So yeah. Um, Uh, A couple days ago, Brandon uh, also said in a reply to a comment that I made to his comment. um, Sorry, where did it go here? I just want to read part of it. says, numbers-wise, he wasn't sure what how the lines work. He hadn't listened to the newest episode yet. But visually, I can just see that mixing these two lines up has been the right call. Uh, also want to add, we need to find a way to get depth out of our third line as well, whatever that may be, maybe once Lundestrom is back. Which, I, yeah, I keep forgetting that he's out, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a, a big loss to the depth of this team. But yeah, he's which, been, he, before he was injured, he was very solid on the third line. So I think that yeah. could just overall help the team. Way, yeah, for so. sure. Uh, Eric Stevens as well from The Athletic, uh, it, speaking of Lundestrom as well, is saying that uh, Lundestrom might join the Ducks on their upcoming road trip, uh, oh, which uh, will start with a game against Pittsburgh on Monday. So here's oh, yeah. yeah, here's hoping that Lundestrom's back. Um, yeah, that was sure. a 
was it was a fractured finger i think was that the mm-hmm. ottawa game if i have that one right in my head i don't remember i don't yeah. remember either yeah, there, but, some of them are kind of blurring together at this point but yeah yeah that's fair um but yeah so thanks to brandon for the comments on youtube there so yeah if you're not able yeah. to engage with us live on youtube that's a, a great way to engage with us i try to respond to every comment that i possibly can on youtube unless you're like a bot but um yeah not and I try to get in a timely the, fashion, but it, I, I do get to them. So, there. Yeah. If you if you have a thought about a specific episode or clip that we put up there, um, I'll either respond to it or we might just talk about it on air or or both. In yeah. the case of Brandon here, so thank you, and, to Brandon. Uh, there. Yeah, and I try to get to all of the Twitter and Instagram. I'm I'm, I'm doing better on checking the DMs in particular on yeah. Instagram. So it's good. It's but, good. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. Obviously. Ducks gave up seven goals there. Gibson was in net for that one. Uh, no mercy pull from Dallas Eakins there. Didn't elect to put Stellars yeah. in. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Yeah, he just got absolutely drilled. An 833 save percentage on the night. Uh, 42 shots against a negative yeah. 3.49 goal save above expected. Not entirely on Gibson, like, there, it, it did look yeah. rough going for him for sure, but the team in front of him, say it with me, everybody, didn't give him any help in front. Um, team gave up 14 high-danger chances in this oh, game. 14, and only put up nine blocks the entire game. Yeah, that's uh, that speaks volumes, I think, to this not entirely being Gibson's fault. So. Yeah, like the guy who led in blocks in this game, uh, Frank Vetrano and uh, Vakaninen were tied with two each. That's it. Yeah, that's not much. And when oh. a forward has two blocks, like a winger has two, like what is a winger doing? Like blocking how shots. are they blocking shots yeah. when that's the job of defenseman <laughs> and maybe maybe a centerman? Like yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm not upset that, you know, Frank Vetrano's blocking shots, obviously, but, like, there's maybe some better things he could be doing, but, like, that's where a defenseman needs to be like, no, this is, like, here, let me let me rephrase. I think Vetrano blocking shots is him realizing how shitty the defense was and saying, <laughs> okay, I need to cover for these defensemen then. So now I am in the position to block shots, not, like, basically covering for where the defensemen should be. Yeah, and I and I'm not saying this as a slight on Vetrano, like as a like what what this is what you should be doing to it. But Vetrano should be focusing on trying to get out of the goal scoring slump. Yeah. Not covering for the defense and blocking shots and whatever. So yeah. but you could also yeah. kind of like like make the argument that is Vetrano in a goal scoring slump because he is focusing so much on having to play better defense to make up for the lack of team defense. So then he's just kind of like expended all of his energy that when it comes time that he actually yeah. has a shooting opportunity, he can't capitalize on it. Like that's, I don't know that it might be a little bit of a stretch, but also might not. Yeah, no, I think, you, I think you got a, a point there at least. Yeah. And also Sorry. this is one game too. So I don't know. Yeah. But. Uh, this is just a very random sidestep, but I'm just looking at the numbers and I'm just yeah. realizing, uh, going back to what we were talking about with uh, regulation wins, uh, mm. the Ducks have as many regulation wins as the Bruins have regulation losses this season. <laughs> I, don't know whether, I don't know whether that's more impressive on the Ducks' end or on the Bruins' end. I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
I really don't know. Like, it, it's I think it's like equally impressive on both ends because, like, for the Bruins, four regulation losses. Like, holy shit, that's insane. Yeah. We're halfway through the season. Calm down. Thirty-two, um, four and four as of uh, this recording on Wednesday night. Yeah, but also like from the Ducks' perspective, you do have to put in a lot of work to win only four games in regulation. Yeah. Like, you can't just, like, sit back and be like, you know what, I'm, we're going to try for four games and then just do absolutely nothing. It's, like, you have to physically be trying almost yeah, to only get four. Uh, the last thing I have on this game, um, which is a comment from Eakin's post game that I thought <laughs> was just a little odd, I guess to say the least. Like, um, odd for Eakin's? <laughs> Just an odd comment overall, okay. I guess, that I kind of just want to poke at with a stick. From okay, because if, if it's odd, away, or if it's odd for Eakins, then it's like really out there. But if it's just like odd and like you want to draw attention to it, then it's like, okay. It's a, it's a, it's an Eakins comment, sure. Okay. Uh, okay. Where he said, quote, it was in the third we just unscrewed our brains. We tried to get cute. We let our foot off the pedal. And I think that shows elite teams don't take their foot off the pedal just because they're up. Which, you know what? He's, he's got a point on that last mm-hmm. portion of it, right? Yeah, Boston sure. yeah. did not let up. That team went on and scored another three goals uh, in the third period. One of them as well in his homecoming from Hampus Lindholm on the back end. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what a, like, I know that we were trying yeah. to clean house, but like, fuck, man, that's a, that's that a tough a trade. One. Like, that was, he's, a, that was a tough one. He's had, like, did we even get a first round pick for that? I think we uh, did, right? Well, yeah, I believe we did. Oh yeah, I think we got a first and John Moore. Oh, and we got Vakin I'm, I'm pulling up. Well. I'm pulling up the trade right now. Okay. Just because, yeah, it's almost a year ago now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was more Vakin in and a first for Lindholm. E, yes. Yeah, so yeah, 2022 first round pick, uh, second round picks in 23 and 24. Okay. Uh, Vakaninen and uh, John Moore, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's a decent haul, especially because he was on an expiring deal. But I mean, yeah. I think looking in hindsight now, we really could have used Hampus Lindholm this year <laughs> and in future years as well. Like yeah. I think he would have been a solid like, um, yeah, just like second pairing guy in a few years. But also like he could have like him and Lindholm, uh, Lindholm and Fowler as a top. Him and Fowler line. would have been Thank amazing you. this that year. Been yeah. Great. And then that'd once have, Drysdale, that that. that'd, 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 would have taken five shots off of John Gibson's night alone. Every like night. every night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like in the future, it could be Fowler, Drysdale, Lindholm, whoever. I don't know. Vakaninen, maybe. Yeah. Like that. I guess we wouldn't have Vakaninen if we didn't trade Lindholm. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And he's had a, yeah, Lindholm's had a good time in uh, in Boston so far. Fucking career year, yeah. As well. Yeah, he's uh, 40 games played. He's put up 28 points, five goals and 23 assists. He could be a sleeper um, for the Norris, honestly. Yeah, which already has him six points away from tying his career high in 2014-15, where he's played 78 games for the Anaheim Ducks, putting up 34 points. Yeah. Also, didn't he... Oh, no, it was Almark was the all-star from Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I was for some reason I was thinking it was Lindholm. But... There's a few guys from Boston that you could put down, and I don't think I voted oh, yeah. for a single one, actually. In my Not even vote, Pasta? In my voting really? so far. Oh, no, I did put Pasta. I think, okay. I think I put Boston. I don't remember, to be I honest. Mean, I mean, there's lots of other good options from that division. But anyways, we're getting a... Oh, a no, I put... No, so. actually, 
No, sorry, that division I put all Leafs. I put Marner or not Marner. Oh, yeah, that is Marner's in there already. Uh Neilander, uh Matthews, and uh Samson off. Samson off. Samson off. Yeah. yeah. I got him and Sorokin mixed up for some reason. I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they're similar names. Both European goaltenders. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um but yeah, um, no, that is just yeah, so, an odd comment. Yeah. Yeah, more more the more the first part, like that we unscrewed our brains and we tried to get cute kind of thing. And I'm just like, it it was four one heading into the third. The unscrew your brain was before you stepped out on the ice in the first period. It was it was before the season started. Come on, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Also, I didn't really think that the third was that much worse than the other two periods. Like I kind of just thought it was yeah. all not great. So but, <laughs> it was I mean, all not great. <laughs> If somebody wants to write a, a story about this season of the Anaheim Ducks, it was all not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't. I don't really have anything else to say. Yeah. I so got. I got nothing for this game. It was. That's what it is. Seven-one loss to Boston. It's what. It's what we want. In in a way, but at the same time, it's just in an absolute shilling. I don't care that they're first in the league. This is one of those embarrassing losses that I'm talking about. Yeah, like at least it's been a while since we've had one. How, how yeah. many games has it been since we've had an embarrassing loss? Let's take a look here. And I'm calling it an embarrassing loss, like a three or goal, three goal or more spread. Let's let's take a look here. Um, well, we lost to Philadelphia four one. Okay, so it's been three games. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and even if you want to say, well, yeah, because that one was four nothing until what thirty seconds left. Yeah, yeah, and then if you're like, okay, well, I mean, it wasn't that embarrassing. Then you just go back six one to Nashville. So, yeah, just like the literally game. the last game before that. So yeah, three or four games has been since we've gotten embarrassed. Yeah. <clears throat> so cool, <laughs> cool, fun, cool. fun, fun. All right, let's let, let's go into the, the into the news. There's some yeah. more good stuff in there at least until uh, yeah. Well, we're not going to start with the good stuff because we're going to start with the injury update. But we will um, get to okay. some good stuff. Uh, yeah, Justin Kirkland is uh, out with an undisclosed injury uh, as a result of a car crash that happened after was after I believe the Bruins game yep. on Sunday um expected to be out till January 16th so uh and he was released from hospital on Tuesday so obviously doing fine now but mm. serious enough that he was hospitalized for a couple of days so hopefully he is doing better now and speedy recovery and all of that stuff to him because that's yeah quite unfortunate of an injury for anybody so yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is a statement that was put out by the team on uh, Monday afternoon. Oh, excuse me. Uh, saying Duck Center Justin Kirkland was involved in a car accident yesterday afternoon, Sunday, uh, on the way oh, on the way to Anaheim's contest uh, versus Boston. Right, he was to it. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, he was transported to UCI Health. That's where the uh, good old partnership, sponsorship comes mm-hmm. in handy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, where he remained overnight, uh, he remains under evaluation, but otherwise has full mobility and is communicating with his family and teammates. He's expected to be released in the next 24 to 48 hours, as he was. Um, and uh, it was saying yesterday that he's expected to be out until the 16th, um, which would be the start of the road trip uh, against Pittsburgh. So we'll see if Justin Kirkland is back in that time. But uh, in the meantime, though, he is on injured reserve. Yeah. Um, which I don't remember how many days, how many games exactly injured. It's reserve. a week. It's a week. Okay, so that does line up actually that he'd be able to return yeah. uh, at that point. So, 
Um, yeah, hoping that everything's fine. I mean, I'm assuming because he was released from hospital and whatnot, but uh, hopefully <laughs> nothing ailing him for days, months, Long years term. to come. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. that's a, 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 I didn't know that that was um, before the game. I, I don't know. I, apparently, I didn't read the, the tweet <laughs> well enough that the Ducks put out, but um, that does kind of put this game in a bit of a different light, like that. I mean, I don't think Justin Kirkland's going to be your difference maker. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, no, no, not in terms of him, like, missing. Oh, the but game. just like, what do you think for, like, for the other guys? For, like, the, the players thinking, like, oh, man, this guy got in a car crash. Like, it's even if, like, you're like, okay, it's, it wasn't super serious. He's just going to be in the hospital, like, overnight, probably. Like, and they're like, okay, like, he's going to be fine. This is all good. It's, um, not like the most serious thing. Like it's still kind of in the back of your mind that like, yeah. oh, that could have been me on the way to the game, or like, um, if a certain player was like, oh, I was going to offer him a ride and didn't, or like, you know, never know what could happen. Like, yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, especially with everything going on in the NFL lately too. It's, um, I, I guess, just like players being hospitalized for non-sports related injuries was maybe just like a little bit more in everybody's mind. Yeah, as well. So, um, which also glad that um, Hamlin is doing a lot better and released from hospital. Yeah, just that too. Um, Sidetrack there, but so I don't know. Maybe that just affected the way that everyone played in the game. I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't think it's maybe like an excuse that you can make for it. And obviously, I don't think that's something you would cancel slash postpone a game for. Is this? But it's. Yeah. It, it would still affect you, I think. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the other uh, injury updates, I guess, will... Uh, th- this is what sucks about the Ducks not putting out like a lineup or anything like that until like a half an hour before. We're, so, an hour, we're, we're recording an hour and a half away from puck drop of uh, Anaheim Edmonton here, and uh, we're not sure if Trevor Zegers is going to be in the lineup. I didn't see anything as of late. Yeah, um, either. But uh, currently, he's just day to day with uh, with illness. So I'm trying to. I I thought they track. had s- the most the most recent thing is still just a day ago that I can see here on a quick search. But I'm going to check Twitter because that's a better place for this kind of stuff. Honestly, yeah, I'm doing a quick browse as well. Um, but I don't uh, don't see anything specifically about Zegers. So. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Lisa Delman from uh, be 10, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Zegris is on the ice at morning skate. Missed yesterday's okay. practice due to illness. Um, so, yeah, hopefully. I mean, if you're listening, you're, yeah. you're listening right now, you're going to say, well, yeah, he was in the lineup or wasn't against Edmonton. Um, hopefully, though, he's in the lineup in the next hour and a half here. So, I would imagine if he's skating at practice, then it would indicate he's probably going to play. Yeah. My assumption so, as well, but yeah, like especially when it's an illness. If it's an injury, then it's like okay, you can practice and then still not play. But if it's an yeah. illness, you're either good enough to play or you're not, sort of thing. Like there's not really a middle ground. And if you're not good enough to play, you're not good enough to practice, sort of. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would expect it, but yeah, I, everybody else listening already knows. So <laughs> all right, uh, now we get into some uh, some prospect talk. Actually, that's not. Goals directly, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, 
Yeah, I guess not directly. Uh, Lucas Dostal headed to the AHL All-Star game for the first time, especially uh, impressive considering he has an 8-14-0 record, which is not the most impressive record, but it's when you look at the other numbers, the 272 goals against average and the 923 save percentage. A 923 save percentage on with a with a record that's almost twice as many losses as there is wins yeah is impressive as hell mm-hmm. um we'll get into it later but uh Dossel did put up another shutout this week oof love to see it love so. to see it uh the all-star game will be february 5th and 6th in laval quebec and skills competition on the 5th game on the 6th so yeah. just uh that's just after the nhl one like that's the kind of the week after is it not Yes, I think so. Or it's yeah. When's the? But no, when the NHL one is. <laughs> yeah, I always thought it's end of January, but I feel like it's different. Oh no, it's the same same weekend. Uh, oh, so it's the the third and fourth, and then oh. the AHL is the fifth and sixth. The Monday, Tuesday. Oh no! Uh, no, the NHL no, no, so is Sunday, Monday, Friday is is the Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and then the Sunday. Yeah, Monday. so Sunday, okay. Monday. Yeah, that's real. That's that's an that's odd timing for the AHL actually. I'm, like yeah. a Sunday, Monday. Okay. Yeah, like Sunday makes sense, but but Monday. Yeah, and uh, obviously you're not going to compete with the NHL one, but yeah, yeah, it's just interesting. So, oh well. Yeah, but congrats to uh, Mr. Dolstel there. Yeah. At, well-deserved, and I think... I, Very well-deserved. I, I don't really know how they do the AHL ones, but do you think maybe part of it is like, oh, he got called up to the NHL and like did really well and then has come back and just done phenomenal? Like That's also kind of pushing no, you I, into I think it's AHL just All-Star? The, I think it's just the numbers that he's been putting up throughout this season as well. Uh, taking a look at the other goalie from the Pacific that's going in, uh, Dustin Wolf, who hasn't had any NHL time uh, with the Calgary Flames, but has yeah. been putting up phenomenal numbers also like uh I, i'm I'm just happy at least that my two teams have solid goaltending coming through the de- coming down the pipe yeah that makes me very happy as a goaltender myself as well mm-hmm. um and both these guys are going to be fantastic for their respective clubs in a couple of years here oh so. for sure yeah well i mean that game that we saw between them like was yeah i guess I, it, was, it was great like, yeah even though the goals lost what was it three nothing is yeah. that the one we saw? Yeah, like it was it was still a goaltending battle. Like Dostal was yeah. the only reason it wasn't just like eight nothing. So and then yeah, when the exactly. goals got opportunities, Wolf just was like, nah. Yeah. It was like not allowed. Not allowed. Just like so calm and yeah, it was it was impressive. So it's gonna be a, a good team, the team Pacific in the AHL there. Yeah, exactly. The game, so yeah, and then uh, getting into some more prospects here. There was a couple trades at the junior level, one in the dub, one in the OHL. Um, I guess the WHL one happened first, so we can start there. Olin Zellweger. Yeah, which we did, we did we, talk we, about this a little bit on the last episode, but it, it was still kind of in the rumor yeah. phase. We didn't have all the deets. So, uh, yeah, he was traded from Everett to Kamloops officially. Kamloops hosting the Memorial Cup this year, so guaranteed spot for him. And, oh boy, did they go all out for this one. Jesus Christ. Just... Man, junior trades are fucking nuts, man. Because like, yeah, it's it's essential. Like this Olin Zellweger trade is essentially like if Sidney Crosby got traded somewhere. 
Like, I mean, it's like that kind of equivalent in terms yeah. of like skill in that league. Exactly. And this is probably I mean, what Crosby yeah. would get in a trade. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was Olin Zellweger plus um, a forward in Ryan Hofer uh, traded to the Blazers in exchange for four prospects whose names I don't recognize. So I'm not going to say, but two forwards, two Ds. A... Uh, or two are two are roster players, two are prospects. Oh, sorry. Pros- NHL prospects, potentially. I don't know. Four players. Anyways. Um, and a, what was it? Ten picks? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Yeah. Ten yeah, picks. Ten picks. <laughs> which three of them are first round picks in 23, 24, and 25. Oh, and 26. So yeah, four. Um, and then six other ones <laughs> over <laughs> the span of four years, which is just nuts. Like, yeah. Basically, the Kamloops Blazers are saying we're going all in for this year and we're okay with being at the bottom of the league for the next four years. Yeah, exactly. So I want to just in particular point out um, the later draft picks, uh, Mm -hmm. specifically the latest ones of uh, 2026 as a first round. Uh, the only conditional pick is a second round pick in 2026. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know what the condition is on that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, there's a, a sixth round pick in 2026. So 2026 is in three years. And mm-hmm. the minimum age uh, to be for the WHL draft is 15 years old. So they're trading 11 and 12 year olds right now. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like, those are kids that are in grade five and grade six right now. (laughs) Yeah. Which, like, you're not going to know who's going to turn into a junior player when they're 11. Like, you might have an idea. No, but it's such a fun aspect of junior hockey where they're just like, yeah, we'll go four, like, three, four years in the future and just, like, trade off some 11-year-old that we don't know who we would get anyway. Yeah. Like, not even... Whereas, like, the NHL is so reserved and they're like, we'll do two years ahead. Yeah, maybe three, but that's pushing it. That's a rare circumstance. Yeah, right. But like, <laughs> junior hockey's just like, nah, fuck it. Here, here's some nine year old. Even if we, if they could, I, I think they actually had to put a rule against that. That like, the max is like three or four years ahead. Oh, okay. That, uh, the, w, uh, the the CHL can do, but I think they're they were at one point doing like, I think I remember one that was like six years ahead or something like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally a nine year old. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. I'm trying to find the. Uh... If they have the condition on the pick, but nowhere says it. So maybe that's a question for the uh, Thirty Two Thoughts podcast. Like, like what even? Yeah, Jeff. What's the condition do? on the pick? <laughs> yeah, or like what are some possibilities? I would imagine it's like if, um, if say Zellweger plays a certain amount of games, or like if they yeah. win the Memorial Cup, or like whatever. Yeah. Or exactly. or it's like depending on where the, the Blazers finish in that. And the year before his standings, like it might be a third round yeah. pick or whatever. But I love how it's not it's not on a first round pick. It's on a second round pick that's three years away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like it's just like I would nice. expect for like the 2024 draft there to be the conditions there. Right. Yeah. And the rest here's like okay, magic beans, but mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, and if you thought that was a big deal or maybe you're in the other camp of well i mean they technically get two players back so it's like a couple players for each of them five picks for each of them like kind of makes sense yeah. um wait till you hear about the one that involves pavel minchikov 
uh, prospect in the OHL here, uh, traded to the Ottawa 67s. Just him, only him, in exchange for nine picks on his own. Which, to be fair, he has been... Not that Zellweger isn't good, but Minchikov has been just on another level. Like, yeah, when we talked about on his him own. On, yeah, when we talked about him on Sunday, he was third in scoring in the OHL as a defenseman. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, for uh, Pavel Minchikov, uh, the Ottawa 67s gave up. I'm trying to do this in order because they actually don't have it in order, and it bothers me. They have it in order of rounds, not years. Yeah. Uh, so there's uh, two 24 third-round picks. Um, there is a 2025 second-round pick. Two, or two 2025 second-round picks. Um, a 225 third round picks, a 25 fourth round pick, a 26 second round pick, and a 26 fourth round pick. Yeah. So no first round picks, which I find kind of kind of odd. interesting, but that yeah. probably is why there's so many other so picks. Many like, other picks, yeah. Like you could probably do a first instead of like a second and a fourth kind of one. So, um, Maybe, I don't know, not that I'm an OHL GM, but like that's probably why there's so many extras is the lack yeah. of first and round picks, but it's still just nuts. Yeah, and if you're comparing it to the NHL, the OHL only has 20 teams compared to 32 in the NHL, right? So oh, a second yeah. round pick is still, it's like a, you're, the like second a late round in first, the OHL, early second. It, yeah, exactly. NHL, yeah. So, or it's like a mid, uh, like a midway second round, or, or no, sorry. Yeah, sorry, like a midway second round pick is like a for like end of the first round in the NHL. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I got um, there eventually. <laughs> yeah. And uh just for context in the OHL as well, uh the Ottawa 67s are currently first in the OHL with a 28-6-1-1 one one record. They separate overtime and shootout losses for 58 points in 36 games played. Um yeah, Ottawa's going for uh, for the OHL championship and a chance to play for the Memorial Cup this year, 100%. Yeah, uh, which I think, I mean, there's there's some other teams that are up there, like London, North Bay Battalion, both with 53 points, so tied for second um, yeah. behind them. But, you know, 67 is still just that five points ahead, so they're probably on a little where's, bit. Where's Windsor in there? Because they just traded for Shane Wright. Windsor's fourth, um, 23, 9, 3, and 1 record, 50 points. Tied with Saginaw, actually. So Saginaw, okay. Saginaw kind of saying, okay, this could be our chance, but odds are probably won't be. It, it's not going to be. So let's just stock up on some picks. Yeah. So at the time of the drafts, and just a reminder for everybody, uh, Minjikov was a 10th round or 10th overall selection by the Ducks in uh, last year's draft. Yeah. Um, at the time of the trade, uh, 54 points, 16 goals, and 38 assists in 37 games. His assists alone are above a point per game. Yeah, which is ridiculous for uh for Minchikov there. So yeah, just insane. So yeah. Um. Okay, let's uh move on to the or move back onto the uh, NHL Ducks players for a little bit here and just give a report for halfway through the season since. As of recording, we are at the 41-game point. Obviously, there's game 42, but we won't be including any of that stuff because it's not in there. Um, we will get into some individual stats, but I have some team-wide numbers just to kind of compare the first quarter 
to the second quarter of the season. So go for it. It we did uh, the first quarter after the 21 game mark. So just looking at the last 20 games that the Ducks have played, they have put up a six, 11, and three record. So six wins, not bad, not bad at all. Yeah. Um, so this these 20 games. No, that is bad. Lose, well, lose, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a. Uh, Everything after the 5-1 loss to Ottawa on November 25th, because um, that was game 21 there. Um, and then we have also been shut out three times Fuck yeah! in that span. <laughs> we have, however, got one shutout, which was his Gibsons against Dallas there. So His first one in 14 Dallas, months, which I, like I heard yeah. that sad, and I was like, it makes sense, but I'm baffled at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where we are at in this quarter. Um and then in terms of the goals and scoring, because offense has not been there, in these 20 games, the Ducks have scored 41 goals and allowed 79 Woo! for a 34.17% goal share. Um, so essentially, for every goal we score, the other team gets two. Dallas Egan's hockey, everybody. Yeah. Dallas Egan's hockey. To compare that you to the what? first... You know what? I am buying in it officially. Yeah. It's, it's been three and a half years. I am officially buying in to Dallas Eakins as the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> to compare that to the I'm gonna, first I'm going to make uh, t-shirts quarter. for it. Nice. The first quarter, the, so 21 games played, but... Um, oopsies, I've hit a button. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't set shit on my keyboard. <laughs> I forgot that was a key, though. Nice. Um, I love Eakins. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Again, 41 goals for 79 against in the first quarter of the season. We scored 52 goals and allowed 88 for a 37.14% goal share, goals for share. So we are scoring less, but also we've allowed slightly less. Yeah, so goals. I was like, okay, so Dostal helped in the goals against category. Yeah. Um, it, to put it in terms of goal differential, a minus 36 in the first 21 games, a minus 38 in the next 20. So we're really pretty close there, um, just overall. And then per game, uh, the first 21, we scored 2.47 goals per game. Now we're only scoring 2.05. So again, slightly reduced. Uh, but the goals against has also gone down from a 4.19 in the first 21 games to a 3.95 goals against per game. So we're, we're sub four goals against per there game. There you go. Look at can that. You actually, can you actually shoot me a text of those numbers just so I have them as well? Yeah, yeah, I can do that after we're done here. So That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then just to put them in these numbers into a little bit of context with how the league is doing in general, I wasn't sure the best way to go about this, if I should do since November 25th or just look at every single NHL team's last 20 games. But either way, you kind of get the same picture. So I'm just going to go last 20 games for every team. And the Ducks can't even be the worst team. We can't even be the worst. We suck at being the worst. Uh, we, are, sucks. <laughs> we are fifth last last in points percentage uh, with a three or point three seven five. Uh, ahead of only the Arizona Coyotes, the Montreal Canadiens, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Chicago Blackhawks. Anyone shocked about those? No? Okay, moving on. 
The in terms of scoring goals, Ducks second worst. Uh, Blackhawks only scored thirty eight in their last twenty games, whereas the Ducks Jeez. have scored forty one. And for goals against, uh, Montreal has allowed eighty three goals against in their last twenty games, and the Ducks are tied with Arizona and Vancouver for the second spot with seventy nine. Jesus Christ, who have the goalies been for the last while for Montreal? Uh, I believe just Allen and Montembeau. Has it just been those two? I think so. Well, actually, I think Allen was injured for a bit, so I think... Oh, yeah, Caden Primo. Uh, Pri- Primo as well has been oh, okay. around been for there. a little bit. Okay. Because I was like, that just, like, that seems even uncharacteristic for, like, Allen and Montembeau. Like, not saying that... Yeah. Uh, Primo's bad or anything like that. He's just a young kid. Yeah, just inexperienced for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but goddamn. <laughs> and then looking at shots against per game, we still are miles, allowing miles more shots than any other team with an average of 39.4 per game in the last 20. Let's suck at sucking, but make sure that our goaltending just eats everything for it. <laughs> yeah. For context, the next closest is Nashville at 35.65, which like isn't even that bad for shots allowed. Like it's kind of high, but yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum, Carolina 25.95 shots allowed per game. Uh shots taken per game were actually surprisingly average. Actually no, sorry. I lied. I'm thinking <laughs> of something else. We're sup- we're still below average. Uh we're only getting 27.95 shots per game. Good for fifth worst. Love it. Yep. Um, okay, and then special teams, and then we'll get into some individual stats so you can hear Nate's sultry voice and not mine. <laughs> and Anaheim, in terms of power play percentage, still on the lower end, but 19.6% in the last 20 games on the power play. So is that awful? No, it's not as bad as Colorado and Montreal's 13.4%. Yes, the Colorado Avalanche. Um, and sorry, we're looking at power play or penalty kill? Power play percentage. Power play? Okay. Because 19.6. Okay. Uh, Just to ease everybody there, um, for the season, the Ducks are the second worst power play, 15.3%. Yeah. So we're still just to ease it, just to ease everybody's like, oh shit, we're getting too good right now. Yeah. So we're still being drugged down by just a fucking awful first 21 games on the power play. But we've, we have started to figure that out. So. It's okay. We're, what, 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21st. So, yeah, so, sort of average in the, these 20 games. And then going to the penalty kill, uh, this is where we are a little bit more average at uh, 77.9% on the penalty kill in the last 20 games. 77% you said? Yeah. That's not bad, actually. I'll take that. Uh, uh, good for 17th in the league. So, yeah, pretty much right smack dab in the middle on yeah. the penalty kill. Uh, season overall, we're at 71.4%. Uh, only, surprisingly, Seattle uh, at 69.5. Nice. nice. And uh, this one does make sense at Vancouver at 67.8. Yeah. So, again, in the 20 games, our special teams have improved we have started to figure that out um it's just 
everything else is continuing to suck. So we're yeah. we're slowly starting to average out there. But yeah, um, I will uh, I'll send you these numbers as well, Nate, okay. just so that it's a little bit easier to compare for the next twenty or twenty one games that we do. So sounds good. Yeah. So that's what I have for. Uh, some team-wide numbers. Now we can get into the individual stats and see how some of our guys are doing in the first 41 games of the season. Yeah, I'm going to just give you one more team number, actually, because it was just oh, yeah. something Go I came it. across uh, earlier today. And you know what? Um, because it should be recent enough in my timeline, uh, I'm going to find who originally had the numbers here. Where did he go? Okay. Uh, this comes from uh, Statboy Steven at Statboy underscore Steven. Uh, <laughs> the Anaheim Ducks are tied for 24th in a three-way tie for 24th for posts and crossbars hit this year. Uh, wow. That's 27 um, total. They're tied that, that, with... It does uh, seem low. Yeah, they're tied with Carolina and the New York Islanders. Uh, for reference, the top three teams... So tied for second is the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers with 45 posts. 45 and posts? crossbars. In 40-some games? Yeah. And uh, the New York Rangers lead the league with 47. Oh, wow. This is a stat I never knew was tracked. Like, I knew that somebody yeah, somewhere it, it, out there would have been. It took me a like... moment to actually try to find it uh, from the NHL itself, actually. Oh, they actually um, track it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's just you have to you have to combine them because it has it separate as crossbar and posts because oh, okay. wow. it has to be difficult. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if you go in uh, for uh, like skaters, you have to go in like skaters and add it all up. Oh, yeah. um, skaters and uh, yeah, it's a uh, for a report. You have to go to. Um, Shots by type. Oh, okay. Is what it is. So for in for in particular here, we can find uh, Anaheim's. See if there's um, a particularly unlucky one. I would guess Frank yeah. Vitrano since he got two in the span of four seconds the other night. My <laughs> guess as well. I'm just trying to see. Is it shots by, or is it game by game? No, it should be just shots by type. Yeah. Um. Risk this is on like stats.nhl.com, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tip, wrist, trap. No. Tip. What the heck? Where are my numbers going now? Is there is there more if I scroll? No. Hmm. Why did that I I will find it here. I will find okay. it. <laughs> it's it's our mission. I will pull it up as well because Oh, I'm it's under mis I think it's under miscellaneous. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah there shots is. by it's type being like wrist shot, slap shot, like that one, that makes yeah. sense. So, so uh, you are right for posts. Frank Vetrano is leading, but he's tied for it, actually. Okay. Take a guess who he's tied with. Um, can I have two guesses? Go for it. You're still not going to get it. <laughs> uh, Cam Fowler? Nope. Mason McTavish? Nope. Trevor Zegers? Nope. That's three. Kling. Klingberg? And, he, and he still got it wrong. Yeah. Brett fucking Leeson. <laughs> oh, damn. Has three posts. And now yeah, we're going right. to and now we're gonna go over to crossbars where uh, Frank Vetrano has no crossbars, actually. It's all posts. Hmm. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six players are tied for second 
for crossbars, only having one each. Okay. Those so players, really, those players six are crossbars. Mason McTavish, mm-hmm. Brett Leeson, Max Comtois, John Klingberg, Cam Fowler, and Jakob Silverberg. There is one player, though, that has four crossfires. Who is that player? You get three picks. Who has... Okay. Uh, You might not know the answer to this, and that's okay, but do these crossbars include, um, like, it goes bar down, like crossbar? No, because that that counts as a goal. That's just a goal. Okay, this is just crossbar, no goal. Yeah, so the NHL has it listed as a missed shot hit crossbar. Okay. So, because yeah, like a post in a, like a post in a crossbar account as like a like a wide shot or that kind of thing. Like yeah. it's not a shot. Yeah. So okay, okay, yeah. I just wanted to clarify, but they actually um, surprisingly they actually split it up. Like it's kind of nice actually. Like the, the, but I I'm okay with just post and crossbar together. But they haven't split up post crossbar. But they also have like missed over the net, uh, missed wide, and just like okay. the total missed shots altogether. Nice, that's cool. So, all right. So, how many? How, who has four missed crossbars? Or, um, I'm gonna. So you said the six were Klingberg, Leeson, McTavish, Silverberg, and then who are the other two I'm missing? Uh, Comtois, Comtois and McTavish. No, I said McTavish. Just Silver, yeah, you just Silverberg, read out the six? Fowler, Klingberg, Comtois, Leeson, McTavish. Silverberg, Fowler, Klingberg, Comtois, Leeson, McTavish. Oh, maybe I just can't count. Okay. Um, oh, no, I don't think I said Fowler. I think it's the one you were missing, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I am going to go with, for my first guess, Kevin Shattenkirk. Eh. Okay. He's apparently not hit a crossbar at all this season. Okay. He hasn't had uh, this season, so. Um. <laughs> nor, uh, I'm just double checking here. Nor has he uh, hit a post. Hmm. Interesting. Um, who else? He's gone over the net once, though. I'm going to say Ryan Strom. Incorrect. You got one more guess. Okay. Then, in this case, because I've gone kind of off, not like totally off the board with these ones, but. I guess I'm I'm gonna pick what might be an obvious one, but also might not. In Trevor Zegris? Nope. Ooh. Troy Terry. Oh, he was my he would have been my fourth <laughs> guess. <laughs> Troy Terry, who also has just as a whole, so wide over the net, post and crossbars, uh, by a long shot, has the most missed shots with 70. Oh, damn. The next is Trevor Zegris with 38. Oh, wow. So it shows you how much Terry is shooting this year. Considering he has 118 shots already. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you look, 70 shots have missed. It's like, come on, like, hit the fucking net. But he is hitting the fucking net. It's just, he's just, it's just pure volume. Like, how much shit can I throw in the direction of yeah, the goalie so and six, see what have, happens. six have hit the literal net itself. Eight have been over, and fifty-six have been wide. Yeah, and because it's Troy Terry, it's probably like this much wide, not like Kevin Shattenkirk, yeah. where it's this much wide. And if yeah. you're listening to this, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm sure you can imagine. Just visualize going from like the width of 
Brad Marchand's tail because he's a rat uh, to the width Length of the Honda of Center. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I'm going with the width. Just tiny. Okay. Like just yeah. missing the net. Um, yeah, your top five individual players. I like, this is where we're starting with the individual shot, uh, stats. I love it. Your top five for missed shots overall. So Troy Terry, uh, Trevor Zegers with 38, we said. Uh, Frank Vitrano and John Klingberg tie with 32. And then Adam Henrique rounds that out at 29. Okay. Cool. So now we'll get into some better some ones uh, that overall stats. Are more positive. Ones yeah, that people exactly. might care about more. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, ones that are easily Googleable as well. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with goals. We'll start with cool. goals here. Cool. Uh, there's a three-way tie at this point of the season, though at the halfway yeah. point for goals, which not mad about is that. awesome. Yeah. I remember a couple of seasons ago. Uh, I think actually no, I remember back to the first season, because mm-hmm. we were still uh, still at your place doing this show. We were talking that there needs to be somebody, like a, a, a one or two, maybe even three guys that step up on goal scoring. Mm-hmm. Trevor Zegers, Troy Terry, and Adam Henrique all have. 12 goals on the season. Adam Henrique, though, doing it in 40 games compared to Zegers and Terry, who have done it in 41. Yeah. Uh, rounding out the top five is Ryan Strome with 10 and Mason McTavish with nine. Nice. Uh, heading over to assists. Uh, Troy Terry leads the team with 21 assists. Trevor Zegers with 19. Mason McTavish, there he is again, with 17. Uh, Cam Fowler, 14. And Frank Vitrano and Ryan Strome, the two... Uh, Imports to Southern California, uh, tied with 11 assists each. And then we head over to points. Uh, Adam Henrique and Ryan Strom are both tied for. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. We'll go this way. Uh, Cam Fowler has 18 points for fifth. Adam Henrique and Ryan Strom have 21 each, tied for fourth. Mm -hmm. Mason McTavish, there he is again, uh, with 26 points. Trevor Zegers with 31 and Troy Terry leading the way with 33 points. Uh, Mason McTavish, I keep highlighting in particular because he is four points back currently of Matty Beneers for the rookie scoring race. Or sorry, mm-hmm. not four points back. Uh, he's six points back. No, eight. Yeah. Eight. Oh. I can't math. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Mc- <laughs> yeah, McTavish has uh, 26. Beneers has 34 currently. But uh, again, McTavish has been doing it, I think, in less games or no mm. less time on ice average less time on ice yeah because he's yeah. played all 41 but yeah, yeah. um it's yeah and it, also i'm just pleasantly surprised that mctavish is, is kind of in there for goals assists and points like yeah so like, in the top five the for is, all of them yeah yeah like the bar is pretty low when you're playing on the anaheim ducks right but <laughs> It is showing that he is a significant part of this team, and as the team grows and gets better, and as he grows and gets better, he's going to continue to just be a force to be reckoned mm-hmm. with, and he is at least finding his own. Like, you look at it just in a vacuum, 26 points in 41 games, that's what a top three pick from a couple of years ago gets here. You're like, okay, that's not really a lot. But then when you put it in context on, of like, yeah. no, he's third in points on the Ducks. He's, what was it, fifth? Yeah, fifth in goals and third in assists. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Where he started the season as a, in a middle six role before getting pushed down to the fourth line and climbing his way all the way back to first. Yeah, exactly. So, like, in that context, it's like, okay, yeah, he's he's doing pretty good. You put him on Tampa Bay, 
26 points doesn't look very good. But yeah. if he's third in points on Tampa Bay, then you're like, fuck yeah, this is great. This is what we want from our 19, 20-year-old. So yeah, just scale it back to the Ducks level, not Tampa Bay level. This is good for McTavish. Yeah, exactly. And I am going to point out he's 19. Matty Beniers is 20. Okay. So there is okay. actually a slight age difference there. Yeah. So McTavish um, is almost 20, though, is he not? I forget when his birthday is offhand. January but... 30th. So, oh, okay. So he turns 20 right, uh, right around the corner here. So, yep. uh, all right. We'll head to uh, <laughs> this will probably be quick uh, power play goals. Um, we got uh, Adam Henrique and Trevor Zegras tied for fourth with two, Cam Fowler with three, and then Troy Terry. And say it with me, everybody Mason McTavish uh, with four power play goals uh, apiece. Tied for first. Wow, where's John Klingberg? Zero. <clears throat> Shocking. We actually only it's have... not what we fucking signed you for. <laughs> we only have eight guys with power play goals. Which I guess when you only have 10 guys on a power play generally throughout yeah. the season, I guess that makes sense. Makes but. sense. Uh, and then we'll head over to power play points. Uh, Adam Henrique is in fifth spot with six. Troy Terry with eighth. Or with eight. Uh, Cam Fowler and Trevor Zegris tied at nine for second spot. And one more time, everybody, say it with me now. Mason, Mason McTavish, McTavish with 10 power play points on the season. Nice. It's Very almost nice. like this kid is good and shouldn't have been given the white glove treatment from the very second he walked into the doors. Yeah, maybe. Of Honda Center. Yeah. Like, imagine just like having confidence in the kid that just went off and fucking played literally around the world for the last year, just looking great in every single league that he played in, including his time with the Anaheim Ducks to start that season. Just imagine that. Imagine that. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Actually, I guess you put it in the outline. Okay. Um, Just while we're on the topic of uh, scoring and stuff like that, um, I do want to point out, I want to throw a stat into the ring here. Game-winning goals. Credit where credit's due. John Klingberg does have three of them. Um, he only has five goals on the season. Three of them are game winners. So, I mean... <laughs> at least the team in that category somehow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at least when he scores, it's significant. But, you know, maybe you could do a little more than just 13 points and three power play points as an offensive power play specialist. Yeah. But credit where it's due. He scores when it counts. Or yeah. when he scores, it counts. Okay, so, so clo- I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Whatever. Okay. Close the stats tab. Okay. Because we're going to do one more thing. Okay. Or I guess it's not one more thing of trivia, but for this in particular. Okay. The leading shorthanded goal leader and shorthanded points leader Mm-hmm. has one point. Okay. One goal. Who is this one player? I do know this one. It's Isaac Lindstrom. That is correct. Hell yeah. The only shorthanded point. Not like not even just goal. The only shorthanded point yeah. for the Anaheim Ducks this season. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, like, but, you're not normally getting many anyways. No. Like to to compare, we'll take a look at the Boston Bruins here. And mm-hmm. shorthanded goals, uh, the most that 
they have uh, is three guys with one apiece. Mm-hmm. Um, the most shorthanded points is Charlie Coyle with only two. I just more yeah. love the fact that it's just one guy with a single shorthanded point. Just did, just it, did it on its own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> My favorite thing of it all. Uh, all right. And uh, the last one I have here before goalie stats, which will be a quick rattle off, is uh, penalty minutes. Are you doing who has the most or who has the least? Who has the most? Well, we can... Uh, no, we'll do, we'll do the most because I'm, I'm taking okay. a look at the least right now and it's kind of... It's, it, it's limited because of guys like in their games played. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll go with the most here. So uh, tied for fifth spot is Sam Carrick and Nathan Beaulieu with 30 minutes apiece. Max Jones nice. said... And you're not you're you're not getting me there. So he has 31. Cheeky. Uh, this one's a little unfortunate. Trevor Zegers with 40 penalty minutes mm-hmm. on the season. Uh, Simone Benoit with 41, and then leading them way is Max Comtois with 55 minutes on the season. That's rough. And I think we talked about this last time, and he did have a misconduct in there yeah as so, well and a couple yeah, fights so that, and yeah. or maybe even a couple so, of misconduct yeah, he, he's got yeah. he's got a few fights in there for sure so that'll definitely yeah. chalk it up mm-hmm. um actually the yeah, thing i'm not happy about though is i don't think zegris has any fights so like no nor do i want him to fight no yeah but that's essentially a penalty that he's taking every couple games yeah those that's are that's a those lot are, those are two minute penalties that he's constantly getting yeah there might be a, a four minute or two in there as well but I, I don't, I can't think off the top of my head. But still, like you can't be putting your team down that much. So that is something I would no. like him to clean up in his game. Um, yes, he has thirty-one points. Yes, he has sick flow, so he, he can kind of do whatever he wants. But um, maybe maybe just a few less. Maybe maybe let's aim for like a penalty every three games. Let's start there yeah, instead of a exactly. penalty every two. So Sam Carrick and Nathan Bullio, uh, according to hockeyfights.com, both have four fights uh, on the season. Okay. I'm just seeing if there's somebody else I'm missing because a lot of guys have four, uh, including Corey Perry. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Max Comtois has three. Uh, so, yeah, 15 minutes there. Yeah. And then there's at least the one game is conduct. So it's 25 minutes to take off the 55. I think he has um, a 10 minute as well, if I'm not mistaken. So which that's the mis- that, those are the mis- those are the misconducts. I thought he had a game misconduct and uh oh I, I see what you're saying. They're, they're chalked as 10 minutes each. Oh, okay. um and uh our good old yeah. boy in Philly now, Nick Delorier is leading <laughs> the league with in fights with eight. Damn. <laughs> Who's the, uh, is there some someone that's like also right up there with seven or is it just like eight for Delorier? next is like five uh next is six and that okay. is a four-way tie between uh uh jonah gadjevich tanner Janot, patrick maroon and austin watson okay yeah cool yeah um, i miss Delorier, honestly yeah me too <laughs> yeah um, and, uh, I got the goalie stats, uh, right in front of me actually, cause I'm looking at my, uh, pregame notes as well before the okay. Ducks and Oilers game here. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to pull it up because we also have, um, 
Lucas Dostal to talk about. Yeah. And did Eric Sinek play? I don't remember. No, he didn't. No? Okay. So we'll start with the main guy, John Gibson. Uh, has a, uh, He's played in 27 games, has started in 27 games. Um, so he's not had to come in as relief for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's put up a 7-17-3 and three record. So that's quick math, 17 points that uh, Gibby's gotten us alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, an 898 save percentage and a 934 goals against average. Uh, you um, mean a 394? I hope he doesn't have a 934. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, 394. <laughs> uh, he's got one shutout on the season along hey. with uh, two assists and eight penalty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's going through some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing on the Anaheim Ducks is what he's, is what he's yeah. going through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony Stellars is up next, who has played in 14 games, having only started eight of them. I think that is a little telling. Speaks a little bit to John Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three wins, five losses, zero overtime losses, a 891 save percentage, a 401 goals against average. Uh, and then we go to... Uh, Any penalty minutes? No or penalty minutes. No. No, Gibson okay. is the only goalie with family minutes. Okay. Uh, and then we go to the future savior of the franchise in Lucas Dostal. Seven games played, six of them starting. Uh, it went 2-3-1, and one, uh, a 909 save percentage, a 3.53 goals against average in 390 minutes and 36 seconds of playtime in the NHL. Love it. Love it. It's uh, they're not the best numbers that you've ever seen, but they're better than Gibson and Stellars. And honestly, for the how scoring has been in the league this year, nine oh nine save percentage is decent, and yeah. a three point five or whatever you said goals against is not bad. Yeah, and uh, because we we know I like to look at this stat as well. Uh, it's not on NHL, so uh, go over to Money Puck here for the goal save above expected. We'll go from best to worst. Lucas Dostal leads the category with a flat one goal save above expected. Uh, Anthony Stellars is at a negative 1.9. And then John Gibson, a little bit of a fall from uh, his his pickup again, is at a negative 8.8 goal save above expected this season. Um, but uh, he's played 27. So let's go 25 games minimum, and uh, we'll compare with the rest of the league here for John Gibson. Uh, oh, that sucks. <laughs> the worst out of how many goalies? There's been 23 goalies who have played a minimum of 25 games this year, and John Gibson is the worst for goals they've above expected league-wide. Can you knock that down to 20? or like 20? Yeah, yeah, twenty. Because then that would be like for that would take into account tandem goalies as well. Because sure. most teams have played forty games by this point. So there are twenty nine goalies who have played, uh, or sorry, yeah, twenty nine goalies who have played a minimum of twenty games, and John Gibson is the third worst with okay. his negative eight point eight. Uh, in twenty eighth is Jonathan Quick of the LA Kings with a negative ten point six. Love and to then see uh, poor Spencer Martin in Vancouver just trying his best at a negative thirteen point two in twenty three games played. Not good. So still still not great for Gibson though. No, still not yeah. great. Okay. Um yeah. 
that is, uh, I guess, kind of the halfway report here for the Anaheim Ducks. So some things have been improved on compared to last or the, the first 21 games of the season. Um, obviously, still not great, though. We're still on Bedard watch, but uh, the, the steady we're on, we're on the hunt for Bedard at this point. The Ducks are yeah. hunting. Yeah. It's flipped. <laughs> um, That's yeah, a T-shirt and, uh, right there. That's a teacher. There you go. Right there. there you go. In another 20, 21 games or so. Um, personally, I'm just kind of looking for the same thing. Like, did our special teams continue Suck to ass. improve a little bit? Like, have we reduced some Suck shots? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I know that I know where you're standing, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh once we have Connor Bedard, everything will increase. It's all good. Well, yeah. <laughs> Trust the system. <laughs> uh, we're gonna move on to upcoming games here. Friday against the New Jersey Devils, which is the last of our 10-game homestand here. That game is at 7 p.m. Pacific time at Honda Center. The New Jersey Devils. Come on, Carter. Continuing on the road to Connor Bedard, (laughs) the Anaheim Ducks will face the New Jersey Devils. (laughs) Yes, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, We played New Jersey in their barn just the fifth, fourth game, sorry, of the Ducks season where we lost 4-2. And yeah, that was the only other time, and this will be the only other time we play them. So, Nate, if you have any predictions here for this New Jersey Devils game, speak them now. I'm just taking a look at the Devils' stats. Um, uh-huh. Where is it here? Their last 10, they're 5 4 and 1. So they've dropped off a little bit here. But we are their Since next their game. Twenty-four have, game win streak. Yeah, the Devils have a. It was. The Devils have a bit of a break here, actually. Um, okay. But uh, I hate to tell you, Carter. The Devils have a fifteen-two and one record on the road. Oof. Damn, that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna put in a four-one loss here to the New Jersey Devils. And uh, and and just for comparison as well. Uh, we've gone through our top points, goals, and uh, and, and what what have you. Uh, Jack Hughes leads the New Jersey Devils in points with 49, and mm. uh, 26 of those are goals, leading the team as well. Nuts. He has been playing pretty damn good. Actually, you know what? I forgot about the Jack late. Hughes, Trevor Zegers thing, so I'm going to say 4-2. I think, uh, I think Zegers gets a, gives us a little boost. All right, fair enough. Levels, so yeah, and, really uh, the same score as what we had. Fortunately. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and taking a look at the last five games as well, uh, Jack Hughes has gotten six goals in those five games, <laughs> and eight points. And uh, Mister Thomas Tata has gotten five assists in those games as well. Well, uh, well, you got four two. I'm gonna go five two New Jersey. Vitek Vanacek is going to hopefully play that game and get me a win for my fantasy team. <laughs> I see where you're standing for the rest of the season then. All right. Yep. Um, we're going to close off with a... <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot. We got a What's Quacking coming up. But we are going to wrap up the um, more Ducks-focused talk with a Gulls update and give some games and more stats. So... If you were like, oh, thank God, they're finally done reading numbers off. Ah, fuck no. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're coming back. Um, the Gulls won 5 uh, nothing against the Milwaukee Admirals 
on January the 6th there. So that other Lucas Dostal shutout that you were talking about. Back-to-back shutties. Let's yeah. go. Love to see it. Unfortunately, January 7th, uh, the Milwaukee Admirals. I almost said Milwaukee Bruins. I don't know why. Is that what they <laughs> used to be? I don't know why that. Is, the Brewers? Uh, is that what you're thinking? Maybe? Oh, maybe I'm thinking Brewers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, January 7th, 5-1 loss to the Milwaukee Admirals. So they uh, turned the tables on us there. I'm assuming Dostal was not in net for that one since it was a back-to-back. But uh, I'm not sure offhand, actually. There's no way our boy would let in five goals after what he's done. Yeah, I don't think so. AHL. So, yeah, we're, we're just going to go ahead and uh, peg Erickson Eck with that one. So uh, the game against the San Jose Barracuda will be played tonight after we are done recording this, so we'll talk about that next time. Uh, but next up, we have back-to-back games against the Ontario Reign on January 13th and 14th. And then again, um, we will play on January 18th, the Bakersfield Condors. Doesn't really matter where these teams are in the standings because they're ahead of the San Diego Gulls, who are 10th yep. in the Pacific with a 10-24-0 record. Which is good for last place in the league, uh, I, I believe. Makes sense. <laughs> but, you know, 10 wins, still more than the Ducks have. Yeah. So... Oh, wait. Actually, how many wins do we have? We have 12. We have 12? The Ducks okay. have 12, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Oh, so never mind. Not, not yep. more. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, so your top five players for the San Diego Gulls. Uh, Michael Delzato has 15 points. Um, not that- all 15 have come from uh, oh, okay. San Diego. Gotcha. Um, I don't have the... Off, offhand here, the exact split oh, there. Fine. But yeah. uh, Braden Tracy is up next uh, with uh, 18 for fourth. Uh, Daniel Reagan is still also tied for fourth technically, but he is no longer on the team, so I'm not counting him. Uh, our boy Bo Grew has 21 points for third. Nicholas Brilliard for 27, and Rocco Grimaldi leads with 32 points in 33 games. Uh, your goalie nice. stats, uh, we'll go back to just Dostal and Erickson. Act, no reason to keep uh, slamming Metcalf and Manella over the head yeah. uh, <laughs> with uh, whatever hammer of your choice. It can be like the, the, the inflatable one from the carnival. It can be uh, the one that like the sledgehammer that uh, Paris fans use on whatever car in whatever playoff round, if they're there. Um, so we'll spare them here. Uh, Ole Eriksson Eck with uh, 10 games played a 454 goals against and a 861 save percentage, but it's okay because we got all-star Lucas Dostal yeah. playing 23 contests, uh, a 272 goals against average and a 923 save percentage with uh, two shutouts. Love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Three shutouts. Or three shutouts. Sorry. Three. Yes, you were right. You were right. Don't you disrespect our king. Lucas Not meaning Dostal. to. Lukash. 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 Long live yeah. Lukash the first. Yes. All right. Let's uh, wrap things up with some what's cracking. Thank you. All right, so I got this game for Christmas. It's called uh, Total Hockey Trivia from Sports Series Testing Trivia. Show it off to everybody. Nice. And uh, yeah, the, the tape is still on it. I have yet to open this, actually. Oh, okay. Wow. So this is also an unboxing video. An unboxing, nice. This is, this is how That's we a... get uh, more, more of a, a wider demographic here on the channel. Yeah. I have no nails, so this is a struggle, actually, for me I'll to even, get the tape off. <laughs> I'll even title this one uh, Unboxing. 
Or, or to take a page out of iDubbbz's uh, playbook here, since you're vastly unprepared, we'll call it bad <laughs> unboxing. Just to get oh, there we go. I got it. I got it. We're good. Nice. All right. So we just got two decks of cards in here. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming with trivia questions. Yes, we have trivia questions there. <laughs> it's, it's called Total Hockey Trivia, and it's just not trivia questions. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm just going to pick, again, like I... You, you saw me open the thing horribly. Yep. Uh, so I'm just going to pick, uh, you want three or five questions with, uh, with the time that we got you? Uh, let's start with three and, and see how three we're, questions? we're feeling. Okay, yeah. sounds good. So I'm just going to pick random ones out of here. Okay. All right. Let me go with this one here. And Carter's getting quizzed on this, by the way. So you can... Oh, okay. oh it's not a back and forth thing. It's just... No, because I have the answers here. Oh, I guess, yeah. All right. Question one. As of 2019, who is the NHL's all-time leading scorer from the country of Sweden? As of 2019? Yep. Who is the NHL's all-time leading scorer from the country of Sweden? First, I got to think back all the way to 2019. So on these cards, there's like a, there's Q&A, but there's also who am I? So if I, if I get like a good who am I, I'll, I'll go with that. Oh, okay. Yeah, sounds good. Um, from Sweden... Who is up there from Sweden? Why am I not thinking? Why can I not think of any Swedish players besides Silverberg? <laughs> who I know, like, it's not. Um, oh, uh, is it uh, the all-time, oh, no, the NHL's all-time, like, like we're talking goals, right? Uh, score is, like, points. Score is points as of 2019. Yeah, they'll, like, they'll typically say, like, Goal scorer, if it's oh, yeah. scores points. Yeah. Okay, so are we. Well, that that would be Wayne Gretzky, or Swedish. Yeah. Oh, so we're just looking at Swedish players. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> I was trying to think of like goals, but which I guess would also be Gretzky. But um, okay. Yeah. The the question was just worded weird that I was trying to think of like. Yeah, I don't know what I was trying to think of. It shouldn't matter, but... Um, Do you need a quick hint? I'm going to go with Henrik Zetterberg. That's a good guess. That is incorrect, though. Okay. Then it's probably Daniel Sedin. That is also incorrect, apparently. Oh, okay. As of 2019. <laughs> when in 2019, though? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll give you one more guess. Henrik Sedin? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, it was Thomas Sandstrom. Huh. Who played for the New York Rangers, the LA Kings, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Detroit Red Wings, and your Anaheim Mighty Ducks oh. uh, between 1984 and 1999, where he put up 857 points in the NHL. Damn. In 983 games. As of 2019? Are we sure? Uh, that's, that's what it says. Okay. From Sweden? Because, hmm. uh, yeah. what is this? Quant Hockey has Matt Sundin. Interesting. Yeah. Where is... Uh... Yeah, that's Thomas Sandstrom. At, uh... hmm. I got bullshit on this one. But, I don't know. Maybe... I oh, don't know. Matt Sundin was born in Sweden. Yeah, I oh, don't know. Okay. 
Moving on. Question two. From the good. country of Sweden. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if there's a technicality on this. Yeah. Because he's Swedish, but he was born in Finland. Uh, Sandstrom. Sandstrom? Yeah. So I'm wondering if there's a technicality on that there. Well, Because he, like, he did play for Sweden. Yeah. But. Well, Sandstrom, uh, they do have him on like this list, but he's at ninth with, what'd you say, with 856? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Maybe we're not off to a, or 800, 857, but yeah. Maybe we're okay. not off to a good start here with this game. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> okay, question two. Let's see how it goes. All right, question two. Let's see what we got here with this one. Okay, the there's two Q&A on this one. Um, hmm. The one's kind of a gimme. We can go for five. The one's kind of okay. a gimme, and the other one might actually be a little testing. Okay. Uh, question: Which team skates on the ice out of a out of the giant mouth of a sea creature? Um, is it the San Jose Sharks? That is correct. Yeah. Double checking if it has a year on what when this game came out. It should have one up. Uh, twenty twenty one. Okay, so yeah, so, fairly recent. Yeah, fairly recent. All right, so now we'll go on to the second question on here, which is a fact or fiction question. Okay. Zamboni is French for good level. I'm going to say that's fiction. I know that's... it's French, but I don't think it's for good level. I think it's for, like, something to do with, like, water. Like... Like that is correct. That it that is correct. That it's fiction. Uh, it's not French for anything, actually. Uh, oh. It's a the Zamboni is the surname of the inventor Frank J. Zamboni, mm. and his you know brand what? of Smash Machines. You know what? I did know that. That's yeah. It, but, yeah. So he is. He's French. So it's a French word, I suppose. But yeah, is he French? What didn't you say he was French? Oh no, you said French. No. Frank okay. J. Zamboni. Oh. oh, I heard like. French Zamboni, but I guess Zamboni, that's more Italian. He's American. Okay. It's it's still an Italian sounding last name. Uh, two Italian immigrants. There you go. There you go. Yep. Zamboni, because it sounds like spinoli and ravioli. Ravioli. <laughs> no, I want ravioli. Um Okay. So ooh, I, okay. I guess I got two two for three. That's not bad. I'll take two for three yeah. for now. Okay, so we'll go for five. Uh all right, question. Who won the only NHL MVP in the 1980s that did not go to Wayne Gretzky? The only one in the 1980s that did not go to Gretzky? Yeah. I feel like Lemieux is the obvious answer, but I don't think it was. I want to... Someone is screaming at their radio, whatever you're listening to this, your TV right now, because they're going, the answer is right there. Yeah. In the 1980s, who was the only player to win the MVP not named Wayne Gretzky? Um, I want to say it could be Messier, but I don't entirely know. Is it Yarmer Yager? That is... 
incorrect. Oh no, Yager only played started in the nineties. What a stupid response! Did we? <laughs> wasn't Yager's first season yeah. like ninety or something? Yeah, I think he was drafted ninety or ninety-one. What a here. Let's see. When was Yager's first season? Yeah, ninety ninety one. What a stupid fucking answer that was. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give a second answer then. Of yeah. uh, do I go Lemieux or do I go with Messier? I'm gonna go with Lemieux. That is correct, Mario okay. Lemieux. Yeah. Yes, just go go with the easy one. Sometimes that's all you need. Okay. In uh, I'm just double checking what year that was exactly. Eighty five. I'm, I, I literally just picked a number. I have no idea. But. Let us double check. Uh, the 87... Oh, no. Sorry. That's the heart. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yep. the heart. The, MVP. Yep. Uh, 87, 88. Okay. All right. Last question. Okay. Is this one of those fancy who am I ones? Uh, no. This is a fact or fiction. Okay. That's fine. So there's there's fact, fiction, who am I... Just trivia questions in general. Uh, I, I, I got to go through more of these to see what all there is. Yeah. Uh, but this is a good one here. We got a fact or fiction to end it off. Okay. The first outdoor NHL game was played in Las Vegas, Nevada and was a preseason game. Ooh. That's uh, that's interesting because when you started, I was like, okay, well, I know where the first outdoor NHL game was played. But then you said as a preseason game, and that threw me for a loop. And a lot of people are saying, Nevada's a desert, you moron. But I know it gets very cold there, like at night. So if you played it like early enough in the day, it might be possible. And Las Vegas would be a good place to have that. But I think if you're going to try an outdoor game, I think I don't think the first place you think of is Vegas for that. I, I think you would pick somewhere that you know is going to be cold in September. Like for sure, like frozen, even if it is preseason. So I'm going to say that's fiction. That is actually fact. Wow. The first NHL outdoor game was a preseason exhibition game between the New York Rangers and the Los Angeles Kings on September 27th, 1991. Hmm. It took place on a outdoor rink built over the parking lot of Caesars Palace Hotel and Casino. Cool. Um, yeah, see, I'm not surprised by it. I just, yeah, I, I just, it, it seemed like it could be real, but also it like, I don't know if it, I just didn't think it was the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just over 13,000 People were in attendance for the LA Kings to beat the New York Rangers 5-2. The Rangers had goals from Tony Amante and Doug Waite for a 2-0 lead to start the first period. Second period had the Kings replying with goals from Tony Granato, Brian Benning, and Sylvian Couturier. Uh, for a 3-2 lead at the end of the second. And then the Kings added two more from Yari Curry and Wayne Gretzky. Nice. To make it a 5-2 win. Um, and uh, the temperature was around uh, 85 Fahrenheit, actually, when the puck dropped. So 29 degrees Celsius. Oh, damn. 
That's a hot game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You got to have a good cooling system to have some ice. And yeah, went nice. as and went as high as ninety five Fahrenheit, so thirty five degrees Celsius. Damn. And, this, and, and and I have seen pictures of it. It was played at night. Wow. So yeah. uh, there was supposed to be a uh, second game between the Rangers and Kings. That was supposed to be played in Charlotte, North Carolina. And this was before uh, the Carolina Hurricanes became a mm. team. Uh, however, that game was canceled due to poor and unsafe ice conditions at the Charlotte Coliseum. Worse than 30 degrees? Apparently. Celsius? So uh, it, it says, though, that there was about a 28% humidity, which helped the ice. Oh, okay. So Makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like that. There's a good mix of questions in there like easier harder ones and like old yeah. times new times so yeah yeah i still think the swedish question was bullshit but i'm still yeah. wondering if it's a technicality on it it, it must Cause be because yeah. he was well, born in finland yeah we'll figure it out yeah another time but um yeah cool well that uh will do it for the episode here so thank you to everybody who listened you can follow us at Quack Report Pod on all the socials, including YouTube. So if you want to be like Brandon and uh, engage with us in some comments there and potentially have them read, but you don't can't tune into the live ones, you can do that at Quack Report Pod on YouTube. I am on Twitter at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. And Nate, where can people uh, message you requesting some total hockey trivia questions? Oh, excuse me. You can uh, tweet me at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S, and I will probably tell you to just wait a few episodes. We'll probably do more of this because it's 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 fun to see Carter do some of this trivia stuff. Not, not, yeah. not in a bad way, but yeah. Uh, yeah, message me there. Go Ducks, go.